Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. This morning's scripture um, comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Um, and as we, as we read this, um, think about who, who you know is a woman of faith and who in your life you um, would describe in that manner. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man, when God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could, be, um, he could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when he was warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was unable to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made him the promise. And so from this one man, and as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, as countless as the sands on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had an opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Almighty God, thank you for a chance to be in your house, to lift up your name, to worship you. To share our concerns and our needs. Lord, uh, just listening to all those who are struggling, we are reminded that you are faithful, that you haven't forgotten us. And Lord, we just pray that for those who are struggling here this morning, that your spirit would already be lifting them up and restoring their faith, renewing their hope, drawing them close to you. Lord, we pray for those who are struggling physically. We ask that your healing touch would be moving through us and and through, through your people, not just here but around the world. Lord, we think of Kit Ripley this morning, how she uses art to bring healing to those young ladies who've been caught in prostitution. And Father, we just pray that you'd set them free and use her in powerful ways. Bless her this day, Lord Jesus. Thank you for her love for you and for her gifts that she uses for your ministry. Lord Jesus, we pray for those who came this morning excited about what you're doing. We pray, Father, that you would ignite them with your spirit this morning, that nothing this week would overcome. Lord Jesus, we look forward to seeing you at work, not just today, 
but through the rest of this week. And so we ask that you'd open our hearts and our minds. We ask that we would hear your voice. And I pray, Father, that you would speak through me, though I'm unworthy except by your incredible grace. And so, Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory this morning. You are our Savior and our Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Um, I, I do want to clarify something before we get started, um, and, and I, I, I proofread the bulletin, so if you find mistakes, um, that, that's not unusual <laughs> when I proofread it, but, but one thing I missed, and that was the title, the title of the message was Blind Faith, but it should have had a question mark after it, okay, and that was an important piece that I missed. Inside it has the question mark, but not on the cover. Okay, thank you. See, and, and I missed that, so I apologize for that. Uh, but I, I want to be very clear that the question that this morning it's a question, blind faith question mark. Okay, so uh, just need to start there. But I, I want to be clear about something else. It's Women's Sunday. And we have been blessed in this church by an incredible number of women with incredible faith. And so I, I had Sarah ask you the question, would someone share with me a name of someone you know that's a woman of great faith? Yes, Brian. Kim Renner. Kim Renner. I would agree with that. Anyone else? Go ahead. Kay Todd. Todd. Jeanette Bemislock. Yeah. Is, uh, is that who you were going to say? Florence Turner. Oh, man, I haven't thought of Florence in a while. Yes. Barb LeVan. Amen. Yes. Anyone else? Your mom, Sally. I would agree. Yes. Anyone else? Come on. This side's going. Come on, guys. Help me out. Who? Alice Schroeder. Yeah. Ruth Ann Bartlett. Amen. Say that one again. Jean Goodwill. Good. Judy Bennett. Judy Bennett, yes. Balcony, come on, help us out. <coughs> Quiet in the balcony. Debbie Johnson. Debbie Johnson, all right, yeah. Anyone else? Come on, come on, there's, oh, boy, we, we have, incre- yes, go. Jackie Butterfield, amen, yes. Martha Pierce, yes. You know what's neat? Did you catch that? Those are names of people who are living here and people who are living in glory. Uh, don't, don't tell me any of those people are dead uh, because those are people who had great faith, who put their trust in Jesus Christ. And we know that if you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you will have, not might have, you will have eternal life. And so what's exciting to me is, is that these women of faith that we talked about who are alive now are on the same level as the women of faith who are in glory with Jesus. And that to me is exciting. We have been so blessed here at this church with women who have great faith. Now, I want you to think about uh, how that works in your life. How does faith work in your life? Whether you're a woman or you're a man, uh, there's opportunities for faith. And one of the things that's neat about a lot of women is they have that thing that we guys envy something fierce intelligence <laughs> that wasn't what was on my mind intelligence was not the uh, the thing that came to my mind <laughs> thanks mark <laughs> no you know what i'm talking about you're talking about intuition you have that kenny <laughs> good well you don't use it but you have it <laughs> kenny can i tell you i missed you <laughs> 
It's been two weeks. All right. <laughs> yeah, that intuition. There are some women who just seem to have that intuition, uh, sometimes about people, sometimes about things. Uh, ladies, don't, don't negate that. I believe that God uses that in your life. Um, you, of course, don't totally rely on intuition, right? Um, but you take that intuition and you begin to use it and think about it and see how it works out in the lives of the, the of your li- in your life and in the lives of others that you share your insight with. Um, uh, intuition, by the way, isn't some fancy thing. That, I, I believe that's God helping you see things and put things together. And, and that's why I want to talk this morning about blind faith. Uh, because I don't really want to talk about blind faith. I want to talk about faith that sees. We sometimes talk like somehow if we have faith, it's not based on anything. See, that's blind faith. Blind faith is faith that's not based on anything. That you just believe because you think you should believe. Or you just believe because you want to believe. Or you just believe because it gets you what you want or what you think you want. That's blind faith. And there are a lot of people in our world that live by blind faith. People who don't believe in Jesus at all. But they live by blind faith. And I would suggest to you that's not faith at all. Now you're going to question me because you're going to say, well, wait a minute, Pastor. That passage you read this morning, or that uh, Sarah read this morning, specifically said that faith is the assurance about what we do not see. Isn't that blind faith? Well, and and I want to be clear about something because it's not blind faith the way I defined it. Blind faith is that faith without evidence. Faith in Christ, faith in God, is faith that sees beyond your physical sight. I think this becomes clear if you look at the next part where, where God begins to talk about creation. And he says, it's out of what was invisible, he made visible. Oh, wait a minute. What that means is there is evidence for faith. There is evidence that God is at work. As a matter of fact, I would suggest that it's hard to believe or to not believe that God is at work when you begin to look at all the evidence in your life. So I'm going to suggest you want not blind faith, but you want seeing faith. You want faith that you see God's hand at work in your life and in the lives of those around you. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was on this earth, uh, in the Gospel of John, it tells us that Jesus only did what he saw his Father doing. Well, wait a minute. If God's invisible, how did he see God at work? Well, because he had a relationship with God. Obviously, he was God in the flesh, so that makes it easy. And he knew what God was doing, and he got involved. Bless you. It's not a faith that just does. It's a faith that does based on the evidence and what you see is happening and what you see not just with your physical eyes, but what you see beyond your physical eyes. So I I just want to unpack this a little bit. First of all, I want you to know that faith, when you have faith, it brings light to the darkness. It brings light to the to the darkness, in, in that creation part right there. Uh, it says right here, uh, by faith, the universe was formed at God's command so that what was seen was not made out of what was visible. 
So what we have is this darkness. And if you read the story of creation, you'll see that the Spirit of God hovered over the chaos and the darkness. And God said what? Does anybody remember? What's the first thing God said? Let there be light. And there was light, and he separated the light from the darkness. And in the light, things began to appear because God continued to speak. And every time he spoke, something new appeared. I believe that God wants to speak into our lives. And when he speaks into our lives, we begin to see things. Things begin to appear for us that we didn't see before. It's like in the middle of the night. Now, it didn't work last night. I was going to tell you this morning, I got up in the middle of the night and I couldn't see a thing. But the truth of the matter was, last night, I got up in the middle of the night. And if any of the rest of you were up in the middle of the night, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't need a light. Because God had provided the light of the moon, you could see. But most nights you get up, you can't see. Does that mean that the dog that I trip over wasn't there because it was dark? No, the truth of the matter is, that dog was always there. And he's black, so it makes it really difficult. Unless he's snoring, then I'm good. But, but even though I can't see with my physical eyes... That dog is still there. I turn on the light. I can see there's a dog there. And I step over the dog. But in the darkness, I stumble. You see, the same is true for us as we walk by faith. Faith brings light into our lives. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, listen, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, as you put your faith in Jesus Christ, it's not that you walk in blind faith. You now walk with the light of Jesus so you can see things you never saw before. He helps you to see beyond the darkness. He helps you to see what you could not see before. He helps you to see his path, his way, his direction. How do you get that light to shine? Well, it's simple. God said. I'm so glad the Sunday school class is starting to push us a little more to get a little deeper into the Word. I've had people say to me, you know, Pastor, I've been reading my Bible all week, and it just doesn't seem to, to affect anything that's happening. I said, really? Yeah, he said, you know, it just doesn't seem to apply to me. I said, okay. I said, how do you know that God's speaking to you for this week? Did you ever stop and think about that? There have been times in my life when I've been in the midst of a struggle and God brings to mind something I read three weeks ago. And I I had wondered why God had given me that verse three weeks ago. What's that all about? That has nothing to do with my life. Little did I know. You see, folks, God sees way down the road. He's got it all figured out. He's just waiting for you to listen to him, trust in him, and begin to look with his eyes. And you will begin to see. And all of a sudden your sight is different because his light comes and begins to reveal things to you. And it might not be right for today. It might be down the road. You know, one of the things that bothers me about GPS systems, especially in the city, now some of you don't know how this works, but when you get into a big city, You'll get in, and all of a sudden, you lose signal. Have you ever had this happen? And you get out of the signal, and it says, turn here. 
Well, the problem is you're in the middle of the intersection. There's no way to turn here. I want a GPS that lets me know well in advance that I'm going to have to turn, lest I run into something trying to make the corner. We serve a God who gives us wisdom way down the road. Now, sometimes it doesn't come to us right when we want it. Sometimes God says, here it is. You listen, you watch, and it'll happen. Sometimes we want it now. We live in a want-it-now society. But God gives us what we need when we need it. He helps us to see. He is the light of the world. So if you're having a hard time seeing how your life is to go, what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, how you're supposed to react, how you're supposed to live, if you're trying to find yourself, as they used to say in the 60s, that dates me a little bit, or or if you're trying to figure out who you're supposed to be on Facebook or on Twitter, if you're trying to make yourself look the best you can on Instagram so that everybody thinks you're something special, let me tell you, you are someone special in Christ Jesus, and He wants to form you. Not social media, not the world. That's the darkness of our world. He wants to form you by His Word and make you who you are supposed to be and we all know who we're supposed to be right because this is what it said when God created human beings what did he say he said that's very good thank you that's very good that's what Christ or what God has created us to be very good the problem is the darkness of sin in this world has has caved in on us the good news is that if you put your faith in Jesus Christ He will reveal himself to you and you will discover who you really are. Because you see, who you really are goes beyond what people can see. One of the saddest things, I think, is the way our culture has, in particular, uh, tried to, to get women to think that what's most important in their life is the way they look. That's just sad. Uh, first of all, uh, I really haven't met anybody that's ugly And I'll tell you why they're not ugly. Because God has designed them. And if God has designed them, how could they be ugly? And I know a lot of women who who struggle with self-image and and how how they look. I want you to hear this morning that it's not about how you look on the outside. It's how you look on the inside that makes all the difference in the world. God has created you just as you are. You can put all the makeup on you want. That's not going to change the beauty that he created on the outside. But he's he's got something better for you and for us, for all of us. Because it's not what we see with our eyes. It's not on the outside. It's what we see from the inside. I I love this picture. uh, Because this person can't see a thing. But they look awful happy, don't they? I, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who can't see a thing that aren't very happy. And I know people who can see things and aren't very happy. This person can't see a thing right now, but they're really happy. And I, I have to believe that the reason why they're happy is because something on the inside has made them happy. And I believe that when we allow the Spirit of God to come in us and transform our hearts, then we begin to see not physical things, but we, need, we begin to see the good in things. Did you notice in our passage today, over and over again, this person was 
credited with righteousness. I, I, I read the, the thing about Noah again, and, and it hits me every time when, when it says Noah by faith built a boat and condemned his, 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 uh, his generation. How did he condemn his generation? By offering an opportunity. Uh, he offered them the opportunity of salvation, and they refused it. They didn't believe it. They laughed at him. He offered them something good. The sad part is the church is often seen as the ones who who note that this is wrong and that's wrong and the other thing's wrong. Instead of being the people who say, this is what's right, this is what's good, this is what'll change your life. We serve a God who offers the best. And too often, because we can only see certain things, We take only the good, or sometimes we take only the expedient. God offers us the type of faith that helps us to see, not with our eyes, but with our heart. The Apostle Paul put it this way in his letter to the Ephesians. He says, I pray that that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Isn't that incredible? For those of you who are falling asleep, you want to wake up right now. Because this is the good, good news. You see, Jesus came not just to offer us salvation, which is an incredible gift, but he came to offer us life. In other words, he came to offer us a life where we look with the eyes of a heart and we have compassion and we are compelled and we get up and we do something about it. None of the people in this list said they heard what God was calling them to do and they stayed at home because it was expedient and easy for them to do. Instead, they got up and they went and did and they believed. And with their hearts, they began to do things that no one else believed could happen. And they saw God do incredible things. I I can't wait to get to heaven. I want to talk to Abraham. Abraham, what were you thinking? You got up and didn't even know where you were going, and you went anyway. Abraham, what were you thinking? Abraham, what were you thinking? You were old. Sarah was well along in years. What were you thinking? Abraham, what were you thinking? You took your son, the son of the promise, and you took him up on the mountain to sacrifice. What were you thinking, Abraham? And we all sit back and say, wow, Abraham was an incredible human being. He was in some ways but only because he acted on his faith in God. What he heard God call him to do, he did. Is that incredible? No, it's just faith. You, you, you see, some of you are sitting there saying, well, man, I, Pastor, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith. You know, and, Gee, I, I feel like I... I could do so much more. I should be so much more. Well, that's probably true. So couldn't I. The truth of the matter is that God wants to work in your life. And when God starts to work in your life, great things will happen. And you'll get done. You'll say, well, I don't see any great things. 
But God will take all those seeds you've planted and begin to use them. And someday we'll sit here and I'll say, well after you're gone, I'll say, who do you know who was a person of faith? And someone that you don't even remember talking to will say, I remember Sarah, Steve, James, Rebecca. I remember people who, who stood for the truth, stood for what was good and what was right, and shared that heart of compassion with me. That's changed my life. You have a great, we have a great opportunity as people of faith to touch people's lives with the love of God. If we could only see with our hearts instead of with our eyes. That's what faith allows us to do. It goes beyond our sight, our physical sight, to our spiritual sight. To see those in need and to touch them with his love. And lastly, um, one, of the, one of the most powerful things uh, about sight is to keep looking Keep looking. I spent a lot of time this week looking for the right video, and I couldn't find it. So I'm going to keep looking. But I have seen a lot of videos on Facebook where it says, watch it to the end. Have you ever seen that? Watch it to the end. And the one I wanted to find, I'm going to find it, and someday I'll show it to you. It's a nonchalant video, not much happening, not much happening. And all of a sudden, at the very end, this face comes out at you. And, and you're like, ah! <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. You'll have to show me later, Kenny. I'm looking in the wrong places, obviously, Kenny. Uh, but the truth is, if you keep looking, something is going to happen. When you keep looking, faith is all about keep looking. Don't stop. Keep looking. Keep watching. Because something incredible is going to happen. God is at work. Now, I want to warn you of something because this is what, this is what it says. You, you, you read it with Sarah, so I know you know exactly what it says. But I, I'm going to read it for you again. It says this. All these people were still living by faith when they died. I'm in verse 13 if you, if you have your Bibles open. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on the earth. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. They kept looking. They kept looking. And as they kept looking, They didn't see the fulfillment of it. They saw pieces and bits, but they kept looking. They didn't stop looking. They kept looking. Because faith calls you to continue to watch and to wait. Jesus said this once, I say to every one of you, watch. There you go. Look up that passage. You'll want to read the context, but it's incredible. Watch. Don't stop looking, in other words. 
We give up way too early. We don't, we don't go to the end of the video. I get bored in the middle of the video. I turn the stupid thing off. If they can't show me what they're trying to do in the first three minutes, I don't want it. Some of you have already spaced out because I didn't touch you in the first two minutes, so you've stopped listening. Well, maybe it's time to re-engage because there's something incredible at the end. Because you see, in the end, Christ has for us the best of the best of the best. And if we would continue to watch, we will begin to see pieces of it unveiled as he reveals himself to us. And we will begin to see how we can even be a part of it as we begin to look with the eyes of hearts and and the eyes of compassion. And then we'll begin to see what's coming. You remember when the disciples were with Jesus that last night? And Jesus asked them to to watch and pray, and he went off. That's what, he, that's what he asked them to do, by the way. Did you ever catch that? Watch and pray. And he went off and he prayed. And when he came back, what did he find? They were all asleep. Watch and pray. He woke them up. Watch and pray. Nope. They fell asleep. I fear that the church too often falls asleep when God has something incredible to reveal. The soldiers came, they arrested him, and they took him, and they beat him, and they put him on the cross. And as he hung on the cross, the disciples, most of them, had fled. There were a few who were there, and as he died, they began to leave, one after the other after the other. But there were some women. You remember that? There were some women of faith. And they hung around. And they watched where Jesus' body was laid. You remember how this goes? And so the next morning, they got up early. Not the next morning, the Sabbath. They got up early. The Sabbath being over, now they could go and properly prepare his body. And they got to the tomb, and the tomb was rolled, the stone was rolled away, and the tomb was empty. And they were the first witnesses to the resurrection. Why? Because they kept watching. We give up way too soon. Life gets too hard. I can't take it anymore. I don't know what's next. I don't know where to turn. And we stop looking instead of spending more time looking. Where are you at work, God? What are you doing? Show me so that I can see your glory revealed. And as we watch, eventually we will see by faith him do incredible things. If we watch, if we look with eyes of compassion, if we listen so that we can allow him to reveal to us his greatness and his love. Let's bow forward to prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that you that you are here this morning and that you've been speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for those women that came to mind when we began to think about women of faith. Lord, they, they weren't perfect women, but we saw you work incredibly in their lives because they trusted you. And Lord, that's what we really want to do this morning. Lord, some of us 
have wandered away from your word. And sometimes the darkness has begun to overwhelm us. Open us up to your voice again. That we might see your hand and be encouraged and be uplifted. Lord, restore our sight that we might see with hearts of compassion those who are hurting and afraid, those who are alone, those, Lord, who are struggling in in so many ways and just need someone to come and, and share your love with them. Father, use us, help us to see them, help us not to overlook them, but draw us into their lives and use us in their lives that they might see the good that we see that they might hear that they are loved. Lord Jesus, help us not to give up. Lord, we look at our nation. We shake our heads in dismay. Our hearts are broken for a nation that at one point, at least in some ways, had looked to you. We just ask, Father, that you would help us not to give up to continue to watch as you work in ways sometimes we don't understand and in other times in ways that are so clear from your word and from your grace. Help us, Lord Jesus, to trust you in all those moments. Father, most of all, help us not to just sit in the pew, but help us to stand for you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.